0: Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 289, Friday Flashback. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Darrell Darnell, and I am so looking forward to podcasting about the final season of Falling Skies with my friend Emily O'Leary. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, we're firing up the DeLorean and taking a trip back to one of the most unique episodes of Stuff I Learned Yesterday that we've ever done. Well, happy Friday to you. Welcome back to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And speaking of firing up the DeLorean, here's today's fun fact. Did you know... That the word dreamt is the only word in the English language that ends with the letters M-T. Very interesting. Especially if you're a word nerd like my wife. And what did that have to do with the DeLorean? Absolutely nothing. That was just random segue because that's how we roll sometimes. Well, as I said, I hope you've had a great week, but I want to extend an invitation to you to be a part of next week's Friday Forum. When we're all out of Friday Forum contributions like we are right now, or when I go on vacation, then that's when we do these Friday flashbacks. And I love these Friday flashbacks. I love taking a look back at these old episodes. And part of me is glad that we didn't have any Friday Forum contributions today because I've been wanting to get back to this episode for quite some time. But don't get me wrong, I love your Friday Forum contributions and I want to hear you for next week's episode. So that number is 304-837-2278. Of course, you can also go over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. There you can type out an email contribution, you can upload an audio file or you can use our SpeakPipe widget to record an audio contribution. So I'm looking for stories of stuff that you've learned throughout your lifetime, things you're learning right now, good things, bad things, whatever you're willing to share. And by doing so, I think you're going to Find that the process of doing that is very beneficial, but it will also help me and the rest of the listening audience learn from you and your experiences. It's a great little circle of learning that we create when we do that. So, looking forward to hearing from you for next week. Now, let's get into today's episode. As I mentioned, this is a very unique episode. I mentioned Emily O'Leary in my intro today because it's an episode that she and I did together. It was originally episode. Number 21 of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, and it was entitled The Journey from Crippled to Courageous. And in the days that follow, I got some feedback from a couple of folks, and, and Emily included, that said, you know, I don't know that the word crippled was really the best word to use there. And so I just want to kind of remind folks of about that, because if I had to do it again, I would have chosen a different word for the original title of this i used it because i thought emily had used it herself and after she and i talked a little bit it turns out she she really hadn't it was something that i had kind of read into what she was saying and i was also trying to you know capitalize on the alliteration aspect of the title so keep that in mind as as we're going through the episode but it's a great story one that i had a whole lot of fun editing together and Emily was my co-host of sorts in this episode. If you haven't heard it before, you'll see what I mean by saying of sorts. It was fun. It was it's a great part of my life. I'm glad that there's a great story to tell along with this part of my life. And I'm so honored to have Emily as such a good friend. So I'll quit blabbing now and just turn it over to what was originally episode 21 that aired on April 14th, 2014, entitled The Journey from Crippled to Courageous. Today's episode is a story told from two perspectives. One perspective is mine, and the other is from a friend of mine named Emily. Some of you know her on Twitter or in our community as Foamy Once. I asked Emily if she'd be willing to share her side of this story with the idea that I would then weave them together in a This American Life sort of way. We did not compare notes or talk about what each of us would say. She sent me her perspective of the story, and I chronicled my side. Only after I had finished my side of the story did I look at what she said. It brought me to tears. Here's the story I first met Emily when she became an interactive member of the Fringe Podcast audience. She started participating in our chat room while Fringe episodes were airing and during our live shows. I don't really have any strong memories of her from this period of time, but at some point she started sending in feedback. Her feedback contributions were always something special and really impressive to me.
1: I began listening to the Fringe podcast just before the third season began. The show posed such engaging questions for which I had few answers. In college, I was an English major, so I was not unfamiliar with analysis, but I also had never watched television or movies in the way the hosts of the podcast were watching the show. What was even more remarkable was that they could have a conversation about it. They were friends. They made themselves vulnerable to one another and to criticism and then made their conversation available to curious minds like my own.
0: No one else saw the show quite the same way she did, or at least if they did, no one articulated it like she did. She was so thoughtful and introspective. She pulled in areas of literature and saw character arcs with a deeper perception than I did. I often wished that she was sitting in my chair hosting the podcast and said as much pretty much every week. The debates I do
1: best in have to do with apologetics and literature because naturally that is where the primary gut of my studies have landed. These are the topics I know best and feel comfortable having discussions whenever. I study my Bible and I read a lot. Talking about things I'm unfamiliar with, even if the topic seems relatively innocent or unremarkable, usually causes me to lock up and not say much because I usually end up saying stupid things if my mouth opens. <laughs> Despite this, Fringe drew me in, and even more so because I was so enthralled with these two random guys in Oklahoma talking about it every week. They taught me how to watch for clues, and who JJ Abrams is, and his style of mysterious storytelling. And by just listening to them talk, I began to see that whether I knew what I was talking about or not, I wanted to join the conversation. Nothing builds confidence like a healthy support group. The Fringe podcast community, which eventually became the Golden Spiral Media community, is like AA for fringe nerds. My very first feedback was received well, and it helped to further personalize Clint and Daryl to me. My participation was spotty until Season 5, when the season story arc struck me profoundly, and much to my dismay, was ill-received by many fans. And I think that's when the gloves came off. I'd held back a lot because... As I assume most people listening to this podcast can relate, when we let the nerd take over, many people find us overwhelming or too fanatical. Based on my personal history, I've had this notion that I annoy people if I become too involved or passionate. I can visibly tell when I turn someone off just because I've let my guard down and really lay out how I interpret or analyze a given event.
0: When Fringe announced the date of the series finale, We announced that we'd be putting on a finale party for all those who wanted to come to Oklahoma City and watch it with us. We had about 50 people come to Oklahoma City, and Emily was one of them. Immediately after the episode aired, we turned on the webcam and recorded an initial reaction podcast. In addition to the 50 people at the event, we had about 700 people watching us do the podcast online. When it came time for us to open up the mics to the audience members, I was really curious to hear what Emily had to say. She was very reluctant to come up to the microphone.
1: Well, sending in feedback to a podcast is easy. I get to write it out first and no one hears my fingers deleting and rephrasing sentences. My style of writing and analysis makes it difficult to speak in front of people, though, when I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm constantly wanting to edit myself as I go or hold up a finger so I can quick research stupid little details. My fingers are faster than my tongue. I analyze slowly and carefully. I think things through and consult experts. I read and I listen to lectures. I know that I am this way and I've come to expect it and plan around it. There seemed to be this assumption that I was a brilliant public speaker. I am not. I crumble. And crumble I did. I attempted, I did attempt to shove the fear aside for the sake of the fringe finale party. But my body reacts involuntarily to the pressure of speaking in front of people. My mind goes completely blank, and I quite literally begin to shake.
0: What happened next was unexpected. Emily stumbled over her words, repeated unformed sentences, made awkward jokes, and fumbled with the microphone. She eventually gave up and sat back down. We moved on with the rest of the show, and other people shared their opinions, but I felt bad. I knew that she had a fear of public speaking, but I coaxed her up there anyway. I felt responsible for her embarrassment.
1: I mean, embarrassment is one thing, and I embarrass myself enough to get over that pretty quickly. What what I experience, it's more like severe disappointment in myself. Frustration, shame, and a misguided or misappropriated impression that what has just occurred has made me less of a person. Less worthy of people to care about me or invest in me. Shame. Yeah, it's shame. When I personally look back on it, I, I physically twitch. My body physically reacts to the bad memory, and it brings back that feeling of shame. But luckily, my story doesn't end there. I give you this background because there's no way you can understand how significant the next part is unless you know my state of mind leading into the next several months.
0: I felt strongly that she had a voice that many people would love to hear on a regular basis, and I wanted to do anything in my power to help her overcome her fears and give her the confidence to speak publicly. I was going to personally mentor Emily into becoming a confident and capable podcaster, but I wasn't going to explicitly tell her my plan. I began sending her private tweets telling her that I thought she'd be a good podcaster and that I thought we should do something together.
1: You can imagine where I am right now from a purely psychological standpoint. This is just weeks after the fringe finale party, right? And internally, I'm thinking, not only would I not be able to handle holding a conversation with someone else on the fly the way Darrell and Clint did for five years on the podcast, but imagine my poor co-host having to deal with my mental breakdown on a weekly basis.
0: We continued to talk via Twitter. And when I could see that she'd made a significant step in her confidence or an important step toward podcasting, I would send her a tweet and tell her to make a note. Emily and I would next see each other at DragonCon over Labor Day weekend. And it was then that I planned to reveal to her what I'd been doing.
1: When I say I was genuinely surprised Daryl kept pushing me to try podcasting, I'm not understating how bizarre this was to everything I've always believed about myself. And and I shouldn't say pushing. It was much nicer and much more encouraging than pushing. As I said, it was a consistent, gentle hand, putting just enough pressure on me so as to point me in the right direction. Looking back on it all, I can see how Daryl was priming me and how I was just (laughs) completely ignorant of the intentionality by which he prepared me for that podcast, for that first podcast. Uh, When uh, Within just a few months, Daryl and I started podcasting together about Falling Skies. And while I still felt completely inept, Daryl remained a consistent guiding force helping me through it all.
0: I felt like it was the perfect opportunity for us. It was a TV show that Emily and I both loved and the format of TV Talk was much shorter than the shows that we do for Golden Spiral Media. We started the Falling Skies podcast for TV Talk the night of the Season 3 premiere, June 9, 2013. This was the first podcast Emily had ever hosted. She was nervous and very unsure about herself. TV Talk does not live stream their shows, so there was no audience to worry about. It was just the two of us talking about a TV show, and we could take as much time as we needed. I would be editing the show for TV talk, so she didn't have to worry about going over our allotted time. I thought the show went great, and each show after that was better. Emily emerged from her shell and quickly got more confident each week. Several members of the Fringe podcast still get together each Friday and watch Fringe. During one of those rewatches around the time of our Falling Skies show, Emily was absent. Since she wasn't there, people took the opportunity to talk about her. They talked about how much they enjoyed hearing her on the Falling Skies show for TV talk and how good she was at podcasting. I sent Emily a private message via Twitter and told her to make a note for DragonCon. A few weeks later, it was time to start lining up TV talk shows for the fall TV season. I decided that I was going to give Emily another show, but this time it would not be with me. I paired her with a guy named Dave for TV Talk Revolution. And when she found out that she'd been given another show and that she'd have Dave as a co-host, she sent me a message. She was pumped. I told her to make a note for DragonCon. By the time DragonCon came around, Emily probably had five or six reminders on her phone set to go off and ask me exactly what they meant.
1: It was then that I realized that everything I thought I knew about my life, at least my podcasting life, <laughs> was wrong. For so Well, maybe not wrong, but just. Not what I was expecting. Uh, for several weeks, Daryl had been telling me to keep a running list of things we needed to talk about while we were in Atlanta. And quite honestly, a lot of the details escape me about this next story because of how much it took me by surprise. On the morning of the cosplay parade, yes, that is a thing. Daryl took me aside and told me some things that I, that, that really shook the perception I have of myself. He said, Emily, I believe you have a voice that needs to be heard.
0: I revealed that I had made it my mission to mentor her and give her the confidence to be a podcaster. She had gone from that crippled person at the fringe party in January to a confident podcaster in September. Did you notice her reaction to revolution? No fear. No need for me to be her safety net. To my complete
1: shock and alarming realization of the total unawareness of my own life, the same Daryl whose voice I met on a run in the summer of 2010, while listening to the Fringe podcast, had just admitted to mentoring me through one of my most poignant fears. To say no one has ever done this for me would be an understatement. I've always had consistent and encouraging guidance from my parents who helped me get through the socializing faux pas of my adolescence. And a strong upbringing in faith in Jesus has helped guide me through the very unusual course my life took in high school. But I've never had someone outside my family notice me in this way before. No professor, no employer. Based on what you all already know of Daryl from his very personal stories on stuff I learned yesterday, it should come as no surprise that he thought this through and approached it in the way he did. Because taking the incentive to start something like the Fringe Podcast indicates two things to me. One, an ability to notice something no one else does. And two, a passion for engaging people and starting a conversation. I am in no way a proficient and perfect podcaster now but on a personal level, I've grown and learned so much. I am more confident behind a microphone. I know how to have a conversation about events that just happened without having a lot of time to think about it. Here's Here's what what I I learned.
0: learned. Investing in people is one of the most rewarding things you can do. I'm sure Emily will say something about how I helped her and how she learned through this experience, but that's only half the story. I learned the value of investing in people, and I experienced joy as she took each new step. I learned how to be a better communicator and I learned how to better build up someone else's confidence.
1: Having a discussion with someone, whether it's recorded for the world to hear or just to engage someone intellectually, it's about vulnerability and humility. My problem was I tried to be a writer while I was podcasting and that took me down the wrong path. Truth is, I stepped into a new medium that requires a different skill set. What Daryl taught me, he did so through consistent demonstration. He saw something in my nature that existed in a different form and helped coax it out through repetition and exposure within the medium of podcasting.
0: I hope that Emily now has the confidence that she needs to believe in herself in other areas. This was a big step for her, and if she can overcome her fear of public speaking, she can overcome other things too. In fact, we can all overcome those things in our lives that cripple us, but we often can't do it alone.
1: One of the best and kindest ways we can teach people a skill is by providing ourselves as an example. Doesn't mean we have to be perfect at it. In fact, it's probably better if we're not. It just means that we have to care. Had Daryl not taken the time to befriend me and offer up his assistance while simultaneously encouraging me to confront my fear, I would not have been able to separate what I can do from what I can't do and then translate what the can't means into a different form so as to utilize it in a different way. It motivates me to look around my immediate circle of influence and look for someone in the way Daryl saw me. Who needs a little coaxing, a little mentorship to climb out of their shell?
0: Maybe you're like Emily and overwhelmed with fear. I encourage you to find someone that you can trust and ask them to help guide you through overcoming that fear. Maybe you're like me and you've walked a road that others fear and you have experience that can benefit others. Take a look around for someone who needs a guide and mentor them. You'll both be glad you did. I'm Daryl Darnell.
1: My name is Emily O'Leary.
0: And this This has been been Stuff I I Learned Yesterday. Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher.